Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, this is the best, the beautiful, the only, Emily Hayden, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Sarah Grieve, I'm with Emily Hayden right now. Emily, how are you? I'm not bad. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing all right. I'm very actually very happy to have you here. So, you going to give me my proper introduction? I suppose so, yes. (laughs) I'll I'll restart that. Sarah Grieve here for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am with the best, the beautiful, the only, Emily Hayden. Thank you very much. There we go, that's me told. Yay. (laughs) I had a feeling that would happen. So I'll just I'll just dive right in for this. Um, this question is a bit of a generic one, but it stems from a show that we've done in the past mm-hmm. over why we love wrestling. So I'll ask you, why do you love wrestling? Just like you're saying, a generic question. It's a very generic answer. Just the the whole I grew up watching it as a kid. Uh, it was my my dad and my brother that got me into it. So I actually remember being like three years old and watching WWF at the time and just. WCW as well mm-hmm. but the kind of a moment that really got me hooked into wrestling like for the whole entertainment aspect was uh, Chris Jericho's debut that's why he's my all-time favourite wrestler <laughs> Quack would be very happy to hear that because that's his favourite all-time wrestler oh is it yes it is so, so the, I, wouldn't call, I wouldn't even call that a generic answer so everyone loves wrestling for their own reasons yeah so I would say that it's, it's unique to you obviously yeah. like you would probably still say that a lot of folk will say Chris Jericho is one of the reasons why I love wrestling, but mm-hmm. there's a reason for you, so it's, it's not so bad. Oh, yeah. I've been called generic. But um, so, what actually inspired you to become a wrestler? Well, as I said, I grew up watching it, and just the whole entertainment aspect of it appealed to me. Going back to Chris Jericho's debut, the back and forth that he had with Rock, I remember being so entertained by that when I was a kid. And then it's just that way, all you see is big, strong men, and, and you think, Ah, uh, I kind of wish I could do that. And then next thing you know, here comes later with Team Extreme. Oh yeah. Hits the top rope moonsault and I'm like, wow, girls can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to think that you, you could only do it in America because obviously you'd only just see American yes. wrestling on TV. And then I remember being in college and this is back in 2012 and I was studying computing. And one of my friends, he turned around to me after because we were talking about the SummerSlam pay-per-view of that year. All right. And he turned around to me and he was like, "Oh, um, are you interested in being a, a wrestler?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" Like thinking that he was just ribbing me. And then um, he said, "Well, my sister does it." And I was like, "Yeah, okay then." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, start pulling your leg over yeah. That. I was like, "You're just making fun of me because I'm a girl that likes <laughs> wrestling." <laughs> And then uh, he said to me, no, no, like, I swear I'm a wrestler and 
it's a Scottish promotion and, and things like that. So we went into the computer lab and he switched on the computer, he went on Facebook, showed me Premier British Wrestling, their Facebook page, showed me photos of his sister in the match with Kayleigh Ray. Oh. <laughs> and the rest was history. It was, I got the details from him and I went along to my first day at the PBW Academy in Airdrie, which at, at the time, uh, the flats where I stayed were actually around the corner right. from the, the training school before it moved. And then I started my first day with TJ Rage and uh, he's been brilliant with me like since day one. And uh, I actually watched him my first day because I was so shy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just like, because Kenny Williams, he was uh, still training around about then. Right, okay. So it was like seeing someone like him and the stuff that he could do. And it's like, that way I was just intimidated mm-hmm. because it was all these young boys. <laughs> and obviously they've been training for a while. And I was like, oh, here I am. And I'm the only girl here. <laughs> what did I do? So I sat down and I watched for the full day and then I distinctly remember TJ walking up to me at the end of the day and he said, is this something you'd be interested in? I said yes and then the following week I took part and I've never looked back since. That's brilliant. Like It's nice hearing that sort of backstory and obviously you saying that you were completely shy. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. You're one of the most confident people I've ever come across. So It's all the character. It's all the character. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, well, you talk about obviously there was a whole bunch of males that was training at this time, but see, were you ever put off maybe joining what was basically a male-dominated industry? Uh, when I first started and I was very shy, yeah, I will say, like when I when like I was saying about when I, I walked in the first yeah. day and there was all these these guys and they could do this, that, and the next thing, and I thought, oh dear, what have I got myself into? But then. The more I just was at training, the more I was like seeing all these other girls. Like um, I remember, like one of my friends, Matthew, he introduced me to like Kaylee Ray. He's like, "Oh, you should check out this girl." Because I remember I said to him one day, like, "Oh, I'm the only girl here, and I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed by it. I don't know what to do." And he says, oh, "Kaylee Ray, she was trained by the PVW Academy, and he showed me like Kaylee Ray and Carmel, mm-hmm. and he showed me like, Viper." Uh, at the time, Bette Noir, before she changed her name to Jayla Dark, like girls right. like that, Nikki Storm. Yeah. And I just got introduced to like all these different females and I was like, wow, these are like really strong, confident women and they're just managing to keep a level head in a mm-hmm. male-dominated industry. And I was like, if they can do that, then so can I. And my first experience with women's wrestling and the Scottish scene was actually... Uh, footage of the Fatal 4-Way from Fierce Females oh, and right. it involved Sarah, Kaylee, Bette Noir and Carmel All oh, right. and that was my first ever experience of Scottish women's wrestling. And you've just not looked back since. And I've not looked back <laughs> since. Of all the places, you know, like Fierce Females. Oh yeah, but... It wasn't even like family friendly entertainment first, it was of Fierce Females. Of course not, but... <laughs> What better way to obviously experience all the females that you can have in Scotland with obviously the only women's promotion that we've got going in Scotland right oh, now. Definitely, this is at the time when they were still working with ICW before mm-hmm. they branched out on their own as well, so that that's a long time ago now, I believe. Oh, it's a good wee while ago, but obviously it's it's come a long way since pairing with ICW, and obviously it's now went away on its own, like you said. Mm-hmm. And again, only women's promotion in Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. No, it is brilliant, definitely. Just a shame I've got meshes with it, you know. Uh, well, I was actually <laughs> going to dive right into that, obviously, because you have, like, as of late, you have been having a lot of issues. 
I wouldn't even say it's with, maybe with it how it's ran, but mainly like the last one you were having a lot of issues with the interim GM, Leo Owens. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell me a wee bit about that? Well, like you said, it's not actually an issue with the company itself. It's fantastic and the, the things that they've done is amazing. Like some of the, the talent that they've actually brought over from like Ireland and uh, they brought from England and places mm-hmm. like that so they can showcase them here for people that might not necessarily know them. All that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But Mikey Whitlash is doing with the company is amazing. However, he's given all these opportunities to all these other girls and you kind of forget about the ones that are on your doorstep. So that's what I feel. I, feel, I just feel like I've been overlooked. Like uh, I said in my, my promo for Fierce Females, just one way or another, I was going to be at the show and thought I had to make quite an impression. Even if that meant making fun of Leah Owens at her expense, you know? Yes, I mean, it, you did go all out when it came to getting up in Leah Owens' face, especially obviously talking about the fact that she can't wrestle right now as well. Well, someone had to. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't disagree with that because it just seems like obviously you'll just maybe sit around and wait for opportunities to get given to you, but obviously. You're not going to stand for that, are you? No, like I've been doing that for four years now. I debuted in 2014 and I kept my head down, I smiled and I went along with it. And I was just one of those ones that wasn't fortunate enough to get the opportunities handed to them, unlike some. So I thought Fierce Females is a good platform to make a statement. Mm -hmm. And at the expense of Sammy Joe, I'm sorry Sammy, but you're a collateral damage. I think I made my point clear. I'm not going to be overlooked anymore at Fierce Females especially. Especially a big platform like that with so many big female wrestling names. Yes. In fact, I shouldn't even say female wrestling wrestling names. Yes, they're just wrestlers or not specific just to wrestlers. any gender. Exactly. It's, they're just wrestlers. It should just be the one market. Exactly. Well, see, speaking of Sarah Jo, you have defeated her. Mm-hmm. You've also defeated Anastasia when she made her debut mm-hmm. with the company. And obviously that, that's a statement mm-hmm. that you have basically, Sammy Joe is one of like, the sort of marquee names that are coming around in Scottish wrestling now. Mm-hmm. Anastasia is an up-and-comer. How do you plan on overcoming the fact that you keep getting denied opportunities? Because you have defeated them too mm-hmm. on the past two shows. I will say right now, like um, I, don't, I don't want to like discredit that anyone like Sammy Joe is a talented competitor. Like you've seen the stuff that she does. Oh, yeah. like, she she knows a character, like the whole glitter thing. Like oh, yeah. as much as I make fun of her for it, it is a good character. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she likes, and she gets over for it. And and she's having fun. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. That was the best advice I ever got told. To have fun with it. And uh, as for Anastasia, as much as I had to make a point by beating her, I will say she gave me a very, very good match, considering that was her debut mm-hmm. at Fierce Females. And as far as I know, I think that was her first singles match on a show. Yes, I think she appeared in a tag team match mm-hmm. up in Aberdeen as uh, part of her debut. Yeah, WrestleZone. And uh, as, far, as far as I know, that was her first singles match. And for her first singles match, she's done fantastic. She came close to beating me, I will, I will <laughs> give her that, but she's not quite the best the beautiful, the only issue, so... No, not at all. Well, see, even though you keep saying that you were being denied opportunity, are you just going to sort of keep at it? Or oh, yeah, what like... What plans you got for that? Whenever there's a fierce female show, you can count on Emily <laughs> Hayes and I'll be there until the point's made. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got next at Fierce Females. So oh, you're going to regret saying that. Like, I'm going to think of something dastardly to do now. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Simple as. And then if you're there, I'll just point at you and be like, it was all Sarah's fault. Oh dear God, please don't do that. I, I might even do like a, it was me, Sarah, it was me all along. <laughs> Right, okay, I'm not coming to the next year's funeral shows, just so you guys know. <laughs> for, uh, for anyone that knows Sarah, make sure she comes to the next Fierce Female show. I'll, I'll, I'll even put up her Twitter handle and things like that, so you can all bombard her. Wow. There you go. Wow. Right, I'm going to move swiftly on before this gets the whole Get Sarah to Fierce Females interview. <laughs> um, you've recently been teaming up with Christopher Sane, right? Um, I'm sorry, I just made you nearly spit out your water there. <laughs> and you've become the sensational scene birds. Yeah. Right? You've been getting up to all sorts on the YouTube videos, so how did that come about? <laughs> well, first of all, fair props to you for getting the name right, because um, a company, uh, the actual company that we're, we're going to go wrestle for, KFDS, they put up the wrong name. <laughs> they called us the fabulous scene birds, and Chris Percent wasn't happy. <laughs> I can't imagine he'd be happy about that, so. Oh, no, like, if, if you know Chris Percent, then you know he wasn't happy about that and uh he, he, <laughs> he makes that point abundantly clear in the, the next promo that we'll have coming out <laughs> and uh like just no seriousness though i've actually been really good friends with christopher Saint for about five years now right which is a very long time and uh he was always one of those ones that had a lot of faith in me and he always wanted to see me do well so we always used to talk, you know what it's like when you, you sit and you talk to your friends about like just whatever ideas. Yeah. And we always used to say, oh, next time we're on a show together, we should totally like try and just do like tag stuff or like just you be my manager, I'll be yours, something <laughs> silly like that. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity presented itself because we were on KFNS Pro Wrestling, that was my, my debut, right. and, and we were on the company at the same time, and it was just that kind of a moment where we met each other and we're like, right, so this is happening now, how do we, how do we make this a thing? <laughs> and uh, we went up and we just had good banner. Like, uh, I will say, just the whole trip like it's a full weekend that we go away like we go away on the Friday because mm-hmm. it's a long drive and then we wrestle on the Saturday and then we drive home on the Sunday so that full weekend was nothing but a rib <laughs> like a rib and good banter like um I'm just laughing thinking about it uh so he was my manager for my match like he introduced me to the company and did his promo mm-hmm all that so he was my manager and while I'm wrestling he's shouting stuff at the side to make me laugh like during the match <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just that way remember do you remember Dick and Dom yes and the game bogeys they would play yes I can and, only imagine how this is going to go yeah right so <laughs> <laughs> so when Chris was managing me and he would shout stuff like uh, I remember he shouted this is how the, the name actually came about it was totally by accident he shouted in the name of the fabulous freebirds uh, when Sammy Joe was like battering <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that's how that came about because it was just a full weekend of me and him anytime something went wrong in the name of the fabulous freebirds so he started shouting stuff during the match and <laughs> it was that way after the match was done and we got backstage, I remember sitting, looking at him and going, you know what, like, you think you can do better than me? I'm going I'm to show you, like, but you shout during, <laughs> during a match. So we went out and it was supposed to be a 15 minute match, I ended up turning it in half an hour just from the carry on. Uh, <laughs> 
so he was doing the match with Lucha DS and there was just a whole lot of antics. I can't actually wait for people to see this match. Like, it's just <laughs> full of so much carry on. And there was a lot of stuff I didn't tell Chris I was going to do. That's always so, the best way to go. It's like what they don't know, and then they're in the ring, they've got to deal with it. Yeah. So, because there was a point where Chris was about to get uh, a super kick from Lucha, and <laughs> I jumped in the way, and but I was like coddling him, <laughs> so his face was just like at my face, and I was like smushing him, <laughs> and, and I'm like, don't touch him, and I'm being like over dramatic. <laughs> And then just Lucha picks me up and puts me down on the ground like I'm a kid in a naughty corner. <laughs> so I'm shouting, help, help, someone stop that awful, awful man. Being kicked that way, a masked man. And <laughs> it was just that way. I thought, I'm just going to say stuff that makes me laugh. So it ended up making everyone laugh. And that's when I, I just learned, like, like I'm going back to, like, if you have fun, then everyone has fun. Mm-hmm. So just going back to the whole, like, how me and Chris came about, it was... The way that that show ended, it ended up with it was going to be a mix, uh, a mixed match contest. Mm-hmm. So it was me and Chris, and we're going to go against Sammy Joe and Richard DS. Mm-hmm. Like I think the match has been announced. I'm I'm not quite sure. Ah, uh, yeah, it has because that's when the the graphic went up and the the botched the name. Oh yeah, that, that's my bad. And uh, <laughs> so me and John, we were just talking about like promos and stuff and what like. Let's just do a promo, and I'm I'm never really comfortable with promos. Like I've told you before, mm-hmm. like I'm not. I seem confident, but like some things I'm not very confident in. Like I wanted this year to be a, a year where I focused on like the other aspects yeah. of the character, like promos and like speaking on a mic and things like mm-hmm. that. So like so far so good, but <laughs> a lot of improvement. But so far so good, and it was just a day where me and him and we really couldn't be bothered doing a promo, <laughs> so. We put on the camera and everything you see in that promo about like Ness mm-hmm. and stuff, it was just, let's just improv, see, see where it goes. <laughs> we went in with a rough idea, which is, oh, let's just pretend we don't know where Ness is. And it just escalated from there. Like, it, it came from the joke where I genuinely didn't know where Ness was because it was my yeah. first time going. And, and Chris is like to me, well, everyone doesn't know until they actually go. Uh-huh. And he's like, let's just make it in the April. Well, see, that was my next question I was going to ask. Was it really Google Maps fault or did you just not know the difference <laughs> between Lockwinick and Kate Ness? Well, in the promo, if you actually notice, that's not my phone. It's actually, it's actually a trainee's phone <gasps> that I stole <laughs> for the sake of the promo. So technically it was their phone that, that botched up the, the Google Maps. So it wasn't all me, it was, it was Google Maps right. on someone else's phone. Okay. I like to think I know where KFNS is. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, I put emphasis on it in the next promo, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> no, I think that's like, since since that video went up, I think we've all just sort of wondered, was it really Google Maps or did you just not know? <laughs> well, Chris wanted to paint it that I was just stupid. And it wasn't. I, want, I was just being stubborn and arguing <laughs> for the sake of arguing. And Chris told me to say something on, on this podcast. He says, I was to say that we've got t-shirts coming out. And and he's taking charge of that. So God only knows what's going to happen with the t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> new members coming soon. And I believe I was to promote our Christmas album as well. <laughs> wow. I'm waiting for you to ask what's going to be on the Christmas album. I'm actually album. about to ask, like, what, what does this Christmas, Christmas album entail? Right. So you know the song... <laughs> 
I'm often thinking about it. I hate this. I, I hate you, Chris. <laughs> you know the song Big Pimpin' by Jay Z? Oh my god, yes. And it's mixed with Paper Cut by Linkin Park. That's just gonna be the whole Christmas album. <laughs> right, okay. But I want like, me and Chris to sing it. I've not, I've, not, I've not discussed that with him yet, but... Well, it, it's kind of recorded and there's... Oh, well, there's, there's no Chris, going back if you're now. listening, like, that's, that's what's happening. There's no going back. There's no going back now. But it's all online now, he, it's everywhere. He takes control of the t-shirts, so I take control of the, the Christmas album, you there know? You like, it, uh, that's how the tag team works. That was actually a rib as well, like, the, the whole song. Like, we've decided that that's going to be a song now for our entrance. Okay. And it's literally just because that's all we listen to in the car, like, on the drive up and on the drive back. So a lot of this tag team just happened by accident. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you put myself and Christopher Saint in a team together. Bad things happen. Yeah, but see, it's also hilarious. So <laughs> everyone has a good time. Like I don't like, I, like even just watching like your first promo video. I was killing myself laughing because I just it was just it was just funny. Well, thank you very much. Like, uh, in fact, a few people have said to me, like uh, Sammy Jane actually said to me the other day. She says, Christopher, he's funny, but in a silly way. Whereas you're funny and you don't mean to be funny. <laughs> That kind of makes you feel like it's like you're the one making the joke and like nobody's laughing, or you like you're trying to make a joke and then nobody laughs at you, and you're like, yeah, it, it's like the way she she pitched it towards me. Like Saint even said this to me himself. It, it, the way it was pitched towards me was like you you don't try to be funny, and that's what's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you you just you have fun, and the the best part about me and Chris having like this friendship is that we've we've always had this back and forth like this we've always had good banter and we've always just been like let's just do stuff that's going to make us laugh like I'm going to try and make you laugh in this video and you're going to try and make me laugh in this video and that's the result so <laughs> can you give me like a wee sneak of what your next video is going to be all about oh uh, well um or even the next few videos I want to know everything I can give I can give you like a couple of hints. Like, should I give you them in like riddles or something? You know, like you can. You can try and get the listeners to try and figure out what it is as well. Hmm. I'll give you. I'll, I'll try and make it rhyme and stuff. Oh, but uh, no, so, you know, I won't be answering this because I have no idea. But well, hmm. I'll put them up on Twitter and it's like a scavenger hunt, so you can find the promo. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Actually, it gets everyone interactive. So ah oh, well. But no, like for the the promo, like I won't go into specific details. Just uh, we're in a playground this time, so and it's at night, so that sounds creepy. It does sound a little bit. It creepy. sounds creepy, but <laughs> think about me and Christopher saying in a playground, and we just don't care. Sounds like it's a little bit creepy. It sounds a little bit creepy, <laughs> but there is a point in the promo where it's creepy, and it's not even us, by the way. And you'll know it when you see it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cameraman. Um, <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> no, there's just too many antics. Lots of things are said. <laughs> now that I think about it, Christopher and I should not be in a team together. Well, there's just too much chaos. <laughs> well, don't let the chaos end. Well, I want to keep the chaos, okay? Keep the madness going. We'll keep the madness, because it's fun <laughs> for everybody. Right. We've completely went off topic and I was just like, oh, well, I'll just let you talk. I'm more than happy for you to just sit and talk about things. Gosh, so uh, we could talk about the Christmas album again, you know? Like if We'll get to that later. I'll if, if you want to get like a little featuring, like Feet Sarah, you know, we can, we can make that work. And, anyway, and then we can get Amphetamine to lip sync it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm joining the Christmas album. It's a group effort. 
I'm, sh- I'm sure we can get Quacker in, in it as well. Oh yeah, Quacker would be more than happy to do um, that with his, you know, silky voice. Yeah. As known that, well, it's, it's Lewis Garvin that said that. Quacker <laughs> has a silky voice. Did he actually say that? <laughs> yes, he did. If you go back to our Twitter page when we said that we were in Lockwinick for mm-hmm. uh, the Respect Pro Wrestling, and Lewis obviously seen the Twitter going, Quacker's here, and then he says, like, acts all nervous. <laughs> I saw that. And then I was just like, I'm here as well. And he went, yeah, but Quacker's got that silky voice. Well, it's all right. Like, I know Quacker's like the favourite of the, the Kings of Catch, but you're my favourite, so it's fine. Sorry, between so, me and you, I think he's actually going to break up the Kings of Catch over who's, like, <laughs> better friends with Quacker. I oh. think that's, like, if, it, if they ever break up, it'd be Quacker's fault. Yeah, I guess. But th- th- then they could have a match and it could be Quacker in a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's an idea. We're going to pitch there. Lewis Aspen, Quacku as well. Just Kings of Catch, one on one, Quacku on a pole. You know, I was very disappointed they didn't phone Quacku in the ring. See, I already mentioned that to them, and apparently, well, see, like when they were, it was at Discovery, and obviously they did use the, the, the Quacku driver. Yep. They were supposed to phone Quacku, they never did because they had the beat shorts on. So. Okay, right, I'll, I'll give them that. Because yes. I, th- I think that took a lot of convincing to get Lewis to wear the, the beach shorts Yes, well. unfortunately he did not look very happy. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> we've really got to stop going off topic here. Uh, so you're taking the, the Scottish team by storm right now. Um, Am I? Well, you're appearing everywhere. Well, thank you. Like, literally, I can't see a wrestling poster for, like, an independent promotion without seeing your face on the poster or seeing your name on the match card. So you are, you're appearing absolutely everywhere right now. Thank you very much. If I'm not, I can always just Photoshop myself in there, you know, like, because I've got the Photoshop skills. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's supposed to know that you're doing that. I could. I'm just saying I could. <laughs> I haven't yet. I might do it for the KFNS one because I'm not actually in the, <laughs> the poster for it. We'll see. Your name, just your face in the corner. I'm just going to make my face everyone's face so then they have no choice but to look at me. There you go. I think it's like, going back to Fierce Beat so you might just do that. Just put your face on everyone's faces and like, just see me, I'm here. Now that I think about it, that's really why the, uh, Chris puts up with me so long. I'm just kind of like, I'm here, you need to put up with me. Hello. Uh, it's too late to get rid of me now. Yeah, I'm like, it's too late now, you're stuck with me. And he's like, great, we might as well make us a tag team. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously, like I said, you are literally appearing everywhere. I mean, to name a few, so obviously you've been at Respect Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. you've been at Fierce Females, you've been at W3L as well, which I hear there is a vacant women's championship. Oh yes, there is indeed. Any plans that maybe to go for that? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Be nice to have a belt in the collection, you know, the non-existent collection. I've got to start somewhere. Yeah, but I could be like Emily one belt, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like so and so five belts. Uh, five belts, six belts. Yeah. Emily one belt. Emily one belt. It's a, it's a good way to start. Get that trending on Twitter. We'll, we'll get the hashtag <laughs> Emily one belt. Emily one belt. Uh, I believe it is myself and Jayla Dark that are going after the belt, so that should that should be interesting. All right, okay. I did a full weekend for W3L. My intentions very clear that I was keen on getting that belt. So I think management have finally listened to me mm. and they're giving me the opportunity to go after said belt. That's not so bad then. Obviously, talking about that, so what is next for you? More, have you got any goals or aspirations? Like, what is your end game? Well, what's next? I've got KFNS Pro Wrestling with Christopher Saint in August uh, versus Lucha DS and Sammy Joe. So that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of madness. Uh, then after that, I have W3L, which will be the match to decide who's going to be the new women's champion. 
So that's exciting. So hopefully my, my aspiration is that I'm going to have the belt by the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, I like it in all seriousness though. Um, I'd like to get better at wrestling, like mm-hmm. personally, like you never stop learning. That's that's what I always think and it's one, it's one of those really good bits of advice that I've been told. So uh, like Sammy's been really good at helping me, mm-hmm. Sammy Jane. She's been really good with advice and her and Aspen, uh, even Lewis, like Lewis Gibbon. Um, they've all been really good at giving me advice. Lewis, uh, Christopher, he's been fantastic with advice. Uh, so I'm always trying to better myself, whether it be like I'm saying to you, like I wanted to do a lot of things that I wasn't normally comfortable with, mm-hmm. like my promos, uh, my character work, and I just wanted to do things that made me laugh. Because when I first started on the scene, I was doing things that I thought other people would want to see and that what promoters would want, and I just wasn't me and I wasn't really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I distinctly remember it was one day uh, about a year or two ago I was in a match and I just kind of had that epiphany during the match where I was like I used to panic like what what if this and that goes wrong mm-hmm. what if I do this and and then it was just that way I, I distinctly remember thinking to myself you know what why am I worrying about that I'm here to have fun and then that's just been me since so this year was a really big stepping stone for me in terms of wanting to be able to talk on the mic mm-hmm. and getting that opportunity to do so like because i'm still a bit nervous with things like that but it just takes time it's all about practice and now the other focus is to of course better myself with my actual wrestling mm-hmm. uh, because you know what i mean you can't just be complacent yeah you can never be complacent and i'm hoping that in about like five years time i'll be up there with all like the big names like kaylee viper Sammy, etc. Because there's like a big gap right now. Because like you've saw yourself, all the females that are getting snapped up right now oh, yeah. for like NXT UK, World of Sport, mm-hmm. places like that. Like the the sky's the limit right now. Like anything's possible, and it's brilliant to be part of the Scottish scene for that right now. Like, but my dream has always been Japan, right. um, and that's just because I've always been enamoured by the culture. Like. Growing up, I'd always watch anime. That was my thing. I was mm-hmm. I was the weird kid that liked anime and wrestling <laughs> and uh, video games and whatnot. So that actually played a big part in why I wanted to be a wrestler too. So it's like you watch all these cartoons like Dragon Ball Z and things mm-hmm. like that, and you're like, oh, they're superheroes. And then like my my dad got me into comic books and stuff too. So <laughs> so the aspiration is I want to be the person that I wanted to look up to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person, so for me it's, I kind of want to be like the modern day Wonder Woman, I suppose. Yeah. Not a lot of girls can say that growing up, that they had someone that's, oh, well they did it, so I can do it. Mm-hmm. So, I've got like quite a few now. Like, oh yeah. Like from being exposed to the scenes, so like, mm-hmm. as I said before, like Kaylee, Sammy, Viper, whatnot, like I look at them and I go, they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And it's just having the faith in myself, like I'm starting to believe in myself a lot more which which is nice and it's nice to know that I've got like a really good support network of people so hopefully Japan someday I don't care what company just comes <laughs> of wrestling in Japan yeah, well you've got to start somewhere obviously like I, th- I don't think even Viper went straight to the top at Japan like mm-hmm. she started well, she put in a lot of hard work exactly. to get where she is and 
it's amazing to see. Well, exactly. She's now one of the biggest names in the world, so you never know mm-hmm. it could still happen for you as well. Actually, exactly. it probably will before I get shouted at. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're talking down to earth right now. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be arrogant about it. <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, see, my final question before we round up. Obviously, I will, I've already asked what's next for you, but I'll ask you actually, what do you want to happen before the end of 2018? Before the end of 2018, I would love to have a belt for a company. I want to try and push myself out of my comfort zone with wrestling. As I said, like I'm, I'm trying like a whole new different sort of a style and I want to try like a lot of the stuff that scares me. Like uh, Sammy Jo, I don't know if you, you know this, but she was always scared to do a swanton. Really? Yeah. She was and always, now she, she flies out and does them all the time. And now she does them all the time. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be like that and, and try stuff that scares me. So hopefully next time you'll be seeing me like flying about. <laughs> you never know. Have you flying off the 12th turnbuckle? You'll be completely killing it with your promos as well. She always wants to improve on that. Yep, definitely. Who knows? There's still a good few time, a few while left of 2018 so definitely like um i'm hoping as well to be on a couple of more companies like that's always something too um my one of my big aspirations has always been to be a regular face in a company it's like mm-hmm. when you go to a company oh that's that's the company where emily hayden normally works and mm-hmm. things like that so long way to go but i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna get there no rest for the wicked i'm pretty damn evil i suppose you know <laughs> Well, great. Okay, I'm going to round this off in true eat, sleep, suplex, retweet style fashion with mm-hmm. a quickfire round. Should right. I warm up for it? You know, like, get my, my push-ups and my squats and all that in there? I think you'll be fine. What about Sudoku? Should I do that for, like, the, <laughs> the mental preparation? I don't know, that might just mentally drain you and then you, uh, you yeah. wouldn't know what to answer. So I just want the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, should I look at a map for, like, Cave Ness or something, you know? Like, you'd take on Funny enough, I got asked to put this in and I decided against it, I was going to make a proper question. So... <laughs> Um, so we'll start off obviously with the usual, Rock or Austin? Rock. Night in or night out? Night in. Xbox or PS4? PS4. I was going to say, I knew you were a big gamer, so <laughs> I was like, I don't know which one you were going to go for there. I'm still making my way through Detroit Become Human right now. Like, I've played that <laughs> game like three times now. <laughs> Determined to get like all the different endings for it, like that's how committed I am. Well, there's people that go and do that. Have you ever, have you, actually, like, I'm going to steer away for like two seconds, I'm going to ask one more question. By all means. Have you ever like interested in like maybe doing like, a gamer channel for yourself? I've actually spoken about it, uh, funnily enough, me and Jill Dark were talking about it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, because like, you know she she does like, the, the yeah. stuff. Uh, Pixel Bitch, I believe it is. I need to go check that bit. I'm, uh, I'm I, think, Zoe, yeah. I think it is, yeah. Like me and her, we recently did a video for a channel. Uh, I won't go into too much detail about it, but... Uh, and I remember saying to her after that, oh, I'd really be interested in doing a, a gamer channel and uh, I'm, I'm going to look into it. Like I've always seen like, I'm trying to think of an example, like being the elite, they have mm-hmm. their Twitch channel. And yeah, they, and you've got Joe Hendry as well. Yeah, and Joe Hendry and it's like uh, they do all the, the different gaming things and stuff like that. And it's like, I want to be getting amongst it too. Like, yeah, wrestlers playing games. It's like obviously Xavier Woods up, up, down, down. So. Yeah, like that. that's always been a, a big influence for me too. So I think that'd be fun. I think that would be fun. It's like I'm going to get Jayla to educate me and like all the, the technology for it so I can do it. <laughs> right, we'll go back to this quick one. Oh, yeah, sure. So before we go completely mad, uh, Trisha Lita. Oh, Lita. Cody or Kenny? Kenny. Favourite wrestling pay-per-view of all time? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, there's too many to name. Like, can it be? Is it just WWE or like? It could be anything. So I, I just said favorite pay per view, so it could be anything. Ever. Anything, right? Uh, <laughs> I've got quite a few. Um, Go right ahead and list them. One then. of them is Unforgiven 2006. That's Trish Stratus's retirement match. Right. I really enjoyed that one. Um, what was the? I'm going to sound so terrible for this. What WrestleMania numbers? I always get like oh my. No, I always get my <laughs> I'm numbers. I'm just as bad for this, so this could be fun. What was the WrestleMania where it was Edge versus Mick Foley and they went through the, the flaming table? Oh god, I can tell you that. If Quacky and Ross were here, they'd be able to tell you. That's one of my all time <laughs> favourite matches, just like, oh my god, like, Edge's face after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, oh my god, like, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any others apart from those two? Wrestle Kingdom 11. Oh. From New Japan. That's an honor. That's a really good one, actually. Yeah. Uh, your favorite tag team of all time, apart from the sensational scene birds. Well, I, <laughs> I, was I, about, be- I better add that in before you say that. I was about to say that. Sh- should I say like Kings of Catch as well, like in there? Uh, Kings of Catch are their own separate. They tag put me team. in their videos, so I, I need to give them a shout out. So Kings of Catch. Uh, <laughs> try think. Both King Sharp and Krager. They are amazing <laughs> together, actually. <laughs> oh, they're brilliant. But if we're talking about WWE and stuff, like Edge and Christian's one of my favourites. Uh-huh. Like just the, the silliness that they do, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> kind of reminds you of like obviously like this generation is now looking sharp and Kriger. They yeah. are just hilarious together. Oh yeah, definitely. I like now that you're saying it, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and finally to round off, so the favourite venue that you've wrestled at personally? Personally, my all-time favourite was the Airdrie Town Hall because that's my hometown. And there's not a buzz like it wrestling in front of your friends and family. Because my family don't drive or anything. Mm-hmm. So the only time they get to see me is when I'm on an Airdrie right. for PBW. So it's just when you get that hometown buzz, I don't care whether I'm face or heel. Which is, it, you can't be that feeling of... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this year I actually got to wrestle on Breaking Limits. Right. Which is one of the, the big summer shows for PBW. And... I was in with Mikey Whitlash, Casey Owens and Wolfgang and there was just not a feeling like it. It was amazing. And we just had a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely I've had a lot of favourite matches in there like with a lot of really good people. So that's my all-time favourite venue. Like, can't beat it. Unless, like, I, I go to Japan and I'm like, I can home or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, that's it right now. That's all right now. That's all right now. That's my aspiration. We'll catch you again when, like, you're big in Japan. I'll be like, right. We asked you this before, and you'll probably you'll probably still say Urge. You'll be like, it's, it's your. I'll probably still say Urge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to round this off here. So Emily Hayden, thank you very much for taking the time out to join me today. Oh no, thank you for having me. I've had a blast. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you're honking bag of. D- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now sports social podcast network for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe for the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.